everyone. I'm really sorry, but we can't get episode one out this week. But I thought I'd take the chance to do a lore episode so we can introduce the world that we're playing in. The world is called Ilium, and this world is inhabited by humanoid animals. It's kind of Feywildish, but mainly because there are Fey animals in this world. But in any case, that is the baseline of the inhabitants of this world. Now, these Animals still can think, they can talk, they create, they can relate. But at the same time, they're still animals. So if you're a meat eater, you eat other animals. If you are a herbivore, you eat grass and plants. But if you think about it, this is kind of like normal life, you know. In the wild, animals eat other animals, and, and that's just how it goes. But in that, there's still structure, there's still books, there's still restaurants, there's inns, there's houses, there's weapons, there's armor, there's castles, there's kingdoms. In this structural society, there is a hierarchy of even kingdoms. The Volden Kingdom rules the entire land. Then there's the Winterholt Kingdom that do trade with the Volden Kingdom, but are reliant on the nutrients and the agriculture that it cultivates for some of the animals. So it's reliant on the Volden Kingdom. And then there's the Redwater Territories. That is not necessarily a kingdom. It's more of a place where those inhabitants those animals live because that's where they can survive in this land. It's not very populated, but it still has need of nutrients and trade and goods, and so it is heavily reliant on the Volden Kingdom. Now, the Baylock Kingdom is really self-sustaining. There's a lot of agriculture, there's a lot of wildlife, there's a lot of fish, there's a lot of sustainability, and so the Baylock Kingdom isn't really reliant on anyone, so they kind of stay secluded, and they still do trade, but minimum, and it's more exporting than importing. Now, in that, the Volden Kingdom is run by Darren, the lion, and his family. He isn't a fantastic king. He's kind of a little bit, some would say, crazy, but people still trust him, put their faith in him, because nothing has needed to come about that. And he kind of keeps everybody in order. Then there's the Winterhold Kingdom that is run by Stonepaw and his family. But Stonepaw really has no power, really has no authority in his area. He is more of a watcher, even though he likes to pretend like he has power. He may even believe in himself, in his own mind, that he has power, but in reality he is just a figurehead that has no power, no control, and whatever Darren says goes, not what Stonepaw says. But those in the village and, and the kingdom itself would probably stand by Stonepaw because, well, he's their king. He, he's always been their king. His father before him has always been that king. Now the Baylock king, I will leave a mystery for now, because they may come into play later on and I'll introduce them then. There isn't really someone to run the Redwater Territories and not much is known about those who run it. So that may be a mystery to be solved. That may be an encounter to be had and we'll probably visit them when we visit that area. In this society, in this place, there is cohesion. There is no conflict between kingdoms. There's no disagreements. They all understand the flow in a way, the circle of life that they have created. Don't get me wrong, there has been small disagreements and things to work through, but so far, no one has found true fault to do something about it. Our adventurers were in the start of our prologue. PJ and Hava began their adventure in the Otter Village, and we end the prologue in the Otter Village. And this Otter Village is kind of disconnected from the kingdoms, but it's still at the same time has trade, has visitors, but very rare. They're in the mountains, close 
to the river. I would say bank on the river. But there is a lacking of a lot of their resources right now. And even in that, they have gone to the Winterhold King. And now the Winterhold King does make more of a trade with them and provides security and guards for their village. Not all the elders agree about the agreement, but until they can figure out what is going on with the village, that is the compromise that has come of it. And in that, they are able to sustain more life and and continue their community thriving, but they will have to pay taxes, they will have to pay more dividends and and all of that towards Winterhold when the time comes. But other than that, the Otter Village is a simple village. Even Hava has her own little doghouse outside that she can stay in, sleep in, and then visit others, have dinners and whatnot. And then there's, yeah, everyone else kind of, they kind of know each other quite well in the village. So your neighbor knows all your business. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not. But in in all in all, they're a village that comes together and stands for each other. So if one needed anything, they all step up and it's a quaint, kind place. So that's a quick kind of recap as well as an overview of Ilium and a little glimpse of the Otter Village. Hope you enjoyed that and there will be more to come as our adventures go to different places. Also, a quick announcement. We have a Patreon. It is active. It is, it's, there are three tiers to choose from. First tier has basic access where you get early access to episodes as well as bonus content that can include the tea breaks or any bonus material that we record. That's basically it for the first tier. Second tier is full access. You get bonus material, you get early access, you get an uncut edition of the episode as well as the opportunity to submit a name for a weapon, uh, for an NPC, or a town. And the third tier, you get all of those things, as well as a shout-out at the end of each episode. First perk is released, and that perk is an unedited episode one. So if you want to listen to the episode today in its full unedited glory, then find us on our Patreon. The link will be in the description area or on our website, rollingacrosstheponds.com. Now, the uncut episode will not have the background, the sound effects, but you will have more content of the things that don't make it into the episode. If you're curious, check it out. Bye.